0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 106 of You Heard It Here Second.
1: New episodes are released every week on DerekandSteve.com and on iTunes as well. So just
0: search for Derek and Steve or You Heard It Here Second and make sure to subscribe today.
1: The old adage, you're not in trouble till you lose a game at home. I I
0: subscribe to the opposite, you're not in trouble till you lose a game away. <laughs> right. Derek and Steve present. We've mentioned before he tweets a lot about it. he drinks whiskey during the games. He he makes soup and then if they lose he throws the soup away. He doesn't eat it. <laughs> it tastes like it's half orange soda, half Bud Light.
1: And it's really good. It is very really good.
0: They had churros there. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Cold, just no. cold churros. Yeah. It, it, was, it was that was maybe the most egregious thing they did on like yeah. the whole setup. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode one oh six. Have you heard it here second? I am Derek, alongside Steve. Steve. What's happening?
1: What's happening? Um, I'm excited, Derek. We have a good episode for the listeners today. Um, It's a beautiful day outside. The the sun is shining. The windows are open. Um, Yeah, I'm in a good mood. I'm excited. Yeah. Are you Um, excited? I'm excited.
0: I'm excited. This is a good environment now to podcast in, I feel like. Um, We were just saying before the show, we haven't had a bright, sunny podcast in a long time. Probably since last summer, because this year, I don't think we have done it early enough where the sun was still out. Um yeah, I think it's it's a great environment. We missed a week last week. That was my fault. That's on you. Um, for traveling, I'll get to where I was and everything in the final drive. But yeah, I think I'm excited to get back to it.
1: Are we back to go. for a couple Mondays at least?
0: We should be, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, we're going to a wedding in a couple of weeks, but we'll be back Monday. We'll be back right? there's, Monday, no, yeah. there's no long weekend to element to that. So I believe we should be good for a couple Mondays
1: what about next weekend's July 4th, pre that is true
0: but i'm I'm not going anywhere for the am I. Fourth, so we should be able to go on Monday okay great. um Monday's that's what the second yeah that's a regular I'm go, yeah. I'm working and stuff so yeah I think uh Monday night I should be good on the second Okay, um, cool. the the next time I'll be on is like uh end of July so cool. like I'm all well, the way
1: if you're a listener plan on listening to at least three weeks in a row yeah which is uh pretty, which is,
0: which pretty is good far, for, yeah few yeah. and far between yeah in the summer in, summer, in the summer and the spring yeah. so
1: um, we're back with episode 106. We do have an opening drive. I would like to announce and congratulate Will and Hannah on their engagement. So all right, congrats to Will and Hannah.
0: Congratulations! Let's get a clap
1: from the, from the crowd.
0: I can, they're all going crazy here. You I'm guys gonna can't see them. But... Dance my butt off at that wedding. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh! I stole half That's of my great. dance moves from Will.
0: That's hey, yeah. That's a big credit. That's yeah, a big credit to he's Will. got some good moves. <laughs> um, do you know when the, is the wedding date set? No, I no. don't
1: know yet. Um, they Probably just, next he year just, uh, yeah. they just got engaged a, literally a few days ago. So nice. Um, congrats to them. Congratulations. Um, if you're listening, we love you both. Can't wait to uh, celebrate with you in person.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, congrats to Will and Hannah. That's the opening drive, and uh, if we got nothing else there, we'll move into the first period, which as usual is the BC update.
1: Got another dude. better than this. Guys being dudes. Dudes to the right, dudes to the left stuck in the middle with you. Got another dude. Heisman trophy. Bronco Nagurski award. Ultimate dudes. Got another dude. o line you, bunch of dudes.
0: All right, so we're slowly getting back into the time of year that we have some BC news, I think, as we roll in closer to football season and with um some big stories happening recently.
1: This may be the biggest news that we've released, or at least talked about, BC-related in...
0: I'm trying to think what a year. bigger news would have been than this. Maybe um,
1: BC makes a ball game?
0: I don't know if that's bigger news than this. That may be um, less big than this. You know, AJ Dillon did some special things this year, but there was no individual piece of news that was like, you know... Um, you know. It's obviously, we talk about how bright the future is with him, but it's not like a big, huge, tangible thing. This is a big, huge, this is tangible a thing. big...
1: Honking huge tangible thing, (laughs) Derek. Tell them the news. So,
0: Jerome Robinson of Boston College basketball, who we talked about during the season as their best player, you know, he and Kai Bowman led the charge all season. We were disappointed to hear he was declaring for the draft. We were there were rumors that maybe he wouldn't get drafted or that he would slip far enough in draft stock that he would, you know, step back out of the draft before he hired an agent. All this stuff. Um, Jerome Robinson gets drafted number 13 overall in the NBA draft last week to the Los Angeles Clippers, the highest that a BC player had been drafted since 1982. I believe it was John Bagley was his name. Wow. Uh, 1982, since the last time a BC player was drafted this high. Higher than Reggie Jackson, higher than Olivia Hanlon, who was a second-round pick, Uh, Craig Smith, all these guys that were in some decent areas of BC basketball. Um, Jerome Robinson beats them all, and he does it by skyrocketing his draft stock in the last like two weeks leading up to the draft. So he do, was a borderline first-round pick. Do we
1: know why that happened in so, the past two weeks?
0: Um, what I heard, for the most part, I mean, there's not like there's new game film on, on this kid at, at, at that point. Um, he did really well in his workouts with teams. Shot the ball really well. Showed a very versatile skill set. Um, but I, from what I heard, most importantly, I think, was the way that he impressed teams with his attitude and intelligence. Was, you know it's a part of the draft process we often forget about is that you go interview like for a job, you're at your, it's a job yeah. interview and they want to see what your character is, what you're made of um, more than just your physical attributes and, and your, you know, how you can perform in a one-on-o workout, you know, yeah. you know, it's not always the most important thing. Um, his, this kid's character, his, his intelligence his, um one of the things that I also saw that, you know, this isn't a new thing that teams should have been able to see before, but, his character for simply the fact that he stayed at BC through what BC went through, you know, he stayed through his junior year for a team that he was the best player and they went, 0 and 16 in ACC play his sophomore year. And he could have transferred, he could have, you know, done whatever, but he stayed with that program. Jim Christian, you know, is, you know, um, giving him heaps and heaps of praise lately in the draft, you know, interview process about how he stuck with it and how that they're going to use him as the story for recruiting. It's like, this is, this is the story of, you know, what, can be at BC basketball if you, if you commit to it and stay to it and buy into it. Um, and so obviously that's a tough sell because this is one really, really good player that comes out of the system, but it's huge for BC basketball to get this exposure. I mean, that's, that's night one of the draft. I mean, that's, or sorry, the draft's on one night, but that's round one of the draft still when people are watching at yeah, 13, that's, that's a lot trade pick. rumors buzzing I mean, everywhere. It's a lottery pick. Yeah. yeah.
1: So Jerome Robinson goes 13th overall to the Los Angeles Clippers who to their Dismay are probably in a rebuilding stage yeah. themselves. They trade away Blake Griffin. Yep. Um They don't have any superstars anymore besides uh, DeAndre Jordan. But. They
0: made a push for Kawhi Leonard actually with pick, they had picks twelve and thirteen back to back, and I believe they traded twelve. I, I think they traded twelve in the end to someone else. I, I don't remember offhand, but uh, there were a lot of rumors about them packaging those picks. But I told you off air. I did see a report like you know probably around picks six or seven. That said, that Jerry West, who's the NBA logo, and he's one of the you know iconic Hall of Famers, but he's also in the front office as like an assistant with the Clippers. Um, that Jerome Robinson was one of his very favorite prospects, which is kind of cool to hear because it's it means it's more than just a oh you know stumble across pick 13 and I guess we'll take a chance on this kid. Like they kind of had him pegged and they liked him, so uh, it's cool to hear that. And then he gets taken at 13, way higher than most people expected him to go. Although, like I said. His stock was skyrocketing over the previous week or so. Uh, he went from, you know, late 20s to – it was like, you know, low 20s then to high teens was the last we had heard. It was like maybe 18, 19 he could go. Yeah. And then he goes 13, which is a big jump at that. You know, it doesn't seem like a lot, five picks. But when you're that high, that's a lot of good players that are not – that haven't yeah, been taken I mean, – Michael Porter Jr. hadn't been taken yet. So
1: this is, this is very significant. Obviously, NBA draft picks – are very hit or miss. Yeah. There's a lot of busts in the NBA. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't transition well to the NBA. So we will follow up on Jerome Robinson, but just him being picked that early, mm-hmm. number 13 overall to the Clippers is huge for BC. Um, it's huge for him. I mean, congrats yeah. to him. I don't know yeah. if did Kai Bowman get drafted?
0: No, he's you know he's back at BC. He's Kai at Bowman BC. actually, yeah, he um, he he his... rescinded his draft uh, eligibility or cool. whatever, and he's back at BC, which is a good thing for for BC, obviously. Um, and Kai Bowman's a guy that. Um, if he puts together another season like he had, he could get drafted. He he's he's kind of behind the eight ball because of how old he is. We talked about that. I mean, he's already twenty-four years old. Yeah. Because he went to he did some prep years and and uh and and you know wasted some time. I think he uh he committed to we talked about this, he committed to Alabama or something, or got an offer from Alabama for football. football. And, so anyway, he's older. But uh but some teams I think would take a chance on a guy if, even if he's 25, it means his body's fully matured. He's like ready to play, you know. So if he, he puts if he puts together another good season yeah. like last year, he could be a draft pick. potentially. I mean, he
1: could be a good bench guy. I yeah. mean, we'll we'll follow up on that yeah, too. But for sure. um, so, like we said, Clipper Hill, uh, Jerome Roberts will be on the court with Tobias Harris, Danilo Gallinari, Austin yep. Rivers. Uh, potentially DeAndre Jordan, although yep, he's been... Yeah, that's up in the air. Yeah, he's been kind of... Uh,
0: I think he'll be back with the Clippers. Yeah. Um. The big the big man markets... Well, we'll get into some more free agency stuff in the sports section, but uh, and Avery Bradley probably also might not stay there with his contract situation. So um, we will see. We will yeah, see what happens. He will
1: have a good chance to start on that team. Yeah, for they sure. They are not a high-powered shooting team. For sure. And, 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 if, and n- Jerome Robinson is more or less a three-point yeah. shooter. Yeah, and
0: if he doesn't start, he will be a key... Bench, he, he should be a player that's ready to, to offensively uh, contribute at the NBA level right now. Most people say his defense needs work, but um, at minimum, I think in a bench role, he will get minutes to to you know provide bench scoring. So it'll be exciting to see for BC fans to see him uh, with cool. the Clippers next year. So
1: Awesome. Well, I think that does it for the BC update. Sure does. Do you have anything else to say? No, we're good. No, congrats to Jerome Robinson. Let's keep it rolling. Sports.
0: Alrighty, sports. So let's start it off with the World Cup date.
1: That is World Cup update for <laughs> right. everyone following along. That's
0: what that was the pun. So um, we have not been watching the World Cup. Well, let's, or let's, so I haven't been.
1: Okay, I've been watching the World Cup. Okay, I haven't been watching it religiously. <laughs> I don't turn it on at eight in the morning on a Tuesday yeah, right, to watch right. the opening game. Right. I don't skip work at two p.m. to watch Iran <laughs> versus Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Uh, That being said, I'm following it. I'm in a draft. I've got some teams. Oh, nice. nice. um, And there are some storylines that I know a little bit about. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure you do, too.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So at this very moment, it is 6 p.m. on Monday night, June 25th. These are the current teams already in the round of 16. Uruguay, Portugal, Spain, and Russia. Mm -hmm. Um, None of them have looked... Amazing. Uruguay's looked very good. Um, Spain tied Morocco today. Mm-hmm. Portugal tied, I think, Iran today. And Russia got blown out by Uruguay today. So, mm-hmm. just so because... looking
0: the best out of Uruguay's those. Uruguay's looking yeah. the best
1: out of those. There are some teams that look better, but they're just in harder groups. So, mm-hmm. right. um, only four teams have punched their ticket to the round of 16. Um, there's some other teams that look like butt that were supposed to be good. Uh, mainly Argentina. Yep. And the quote-unquote world's best player in Messi. Yeah. Uh, they look like trash. I don't know if you've seen what's going seen on, them, no. but they tied Iceland and then lost to. I need to see who they lost to, but someone bad. I think it was like. Let's see.
0: Uh, Spain. Well, so. Oh.
1: No, this is. Croatia. It's Croatia, right, right. So three they lost nothing to three Croatia. nothing to Croatia. Uh, they tied Iceland. Now they need to beat Nigeria in order to make it to, or at least have a chance to, to make it a chan- to the World Cup. a
0: chance, and they'll Cup. need help, right.
1: And they'll need some help. So right. Argentina's looked very bad. And it's not good for Messi because Portugal and, specifically, Ronaldo yeah. is having an amazing World mm-hmm. Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this has always been Messi's uh, Stage. Achilles heel. Yeah. It is, oh, right, the, right. He can't score in the World Cup. He never brings his team yep. to... To the finals. He's just not that good a pr- performer on the world stage where, where Ronaldo is. Yeah. Um, so that is, I think that game is, let's see. To, so if you're listening on Tuesday, that game is today at 2 p.m. Alrighty. Nigeria versus Argentina is at 2 p.m. Uh, everyone would think Argentina should win, but they got blown out by Croatia and tied Iceland. Right. So who <laughs> knows what's going to happen with oh Argentina. Yeah. Um, we have a few games left in the group stages that are pretty good. We have. Belgium's going to play England. Both teams have looked very good. Mm-hmm. And Iceland plays Croatia. Um, we're big fans of Iceland because we've both been there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing some great commercials, trying to get some fans yeah. to, to root for Iceland because they only yeah. have literally three hundred thousand. I heard some some stat that more people are registered soccer players in Argentina than live in Iceland. <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah. That's that's pretty that's pretty significant. Yeah. Um, do you know offhand? And I think. Judging based on what you just told me, I think it sounds like if Iceland wins that game, Argentina will be eliminated. But do you know offhand if that's the outcome? Yes,
1: that is the outcome. Because if
0: Iceland wins, then they would be tied with Argentina. And uh, oh wait, no, no. So they Iceland has and would have one a tiebreaker potential. Yeah. yeah. So um, because yeah, if Iceland
1: here, I'll pull it up. Loses
0: that game, then Argentina could so sneak Nigeria in ahead has of them.
1: three points, Croatia has six. So ice Argentina needs to beat Nigeria. Yep. And Iceland needs to lose to Croatia, or tie Croatia, or probably. tie Croatia. Right. right. Okay.
0: So if Iceland beats Croatia, and if Iceland beats Croatia, then Argentina would not make it. Is that correct? Correct. Seems like correct. Okay. Right.
1: Because the most amount of points, well,
0: well, it would come down to a, tie breaker, it would come down to a tiebreaker. Come down to a tiebreaker. but regardless, Argentina needs that help to be able to get. It. They don't control yeah. their own destiny. So yeah. Um, so
1: anyway, some teams are looking really good. Uh, Belgium, England. Mexico looks really, really good. They Mm -hmm. haven't clinched Mm -hmm. yet, but uh, they should. I think they play South Korea or uh, they play Sweden next, and all they need to do is tie. Yep. Um, Brazil looks okay, and that's about it. I mean, France looks pretty good. They haven't clinched yet. Spain looks okay, Uh, but no one's really jumping out besides Uruguay are the only team Mm -hmm. that's won all three games so far.
0: Gone above and beyond.
1: Yeah. Um, So that's that's it. There's no crazy Mm storylines this World Cup besides. Panama getting beat six one by Russia and mm-hmm. still considering it a win because they scored a goal. It's their first goal in World Cup uh, action. So yeah, congrats that's to Panama. Not the but, best look. <laughs> uh, things are going to really heat up in the round of yeah. sixteen. Yeah. Um, the games have been good. They haven't been great. Um, most good games have been like a two two tie. Mm-hmm. So right, right, yeah, yeah. Um, so overall, pretty interesting World Cup. I really, really do wish either. United States obviously was in it, Yeah. or even Italy. Yeah, because we you live in the another, North End in Boston. That's yeah, true. That's true. Cool I didn't would, even think of that. How yeah. cool would Italy being in it and us living in the North End? Yeah, be?
0: that's true. I didn't even think of that. That probably that would be. There would probably be a lot of gatherings. There would be like, a lot that, of it, gatherings. Yeah. Maybe some every, parades or something. Yeah,
1: some parades. All the, yeah. the bars would be shut down yeah. for the soccer games. That, yeah,
0: that would be cool. Um,
1: so we kind of missed out on that too, which yeah. is unfortunate.
0: Yeah, that is. I didn't even. I didn't even consider that, but. So, hopefully, in four years, the U.S. can get their act together and get in it, because it is a lot of fun following it when the U.S. is in it. You know?
1: I will say, another um, separate World Cup date is that uh, USA has been slotted for the 2026 oh yeah, that's right. World Cup. Yeah. Um, they will be splitting it with Mexico and Canada. Mm-hmm. They did a joint bid, which I think is genius. Mm-hmm. Um, they. Uh, this is The only things I know about it right now are the majority of the group games will still be in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I think something like... Fifteen to thirty percent of the games will be in Canada and Mexico, respectively, mm-hmm. and then all of the games from round in the round of sixteen onward up US. will be U.S. All right, so it's a it's a majority U.S. Yeah. bid right. Right. with some like a couple Canadian with Canada and Mexico yeah. helping. Yeah, correct. Right, right. right. Um, I think I heard something like seventy-five percent of the stadiums are yeah. already built, right. and the other twenty-five only need to be renovated. So interesting, everything should be all set. It yeah. shouldn't be a disastrous infrastructure thing like that's great. Like Olympics tend to yeah. be. Um, so.
0: What's, so I did see um, Gillette Stadium on a list, actually. I don't know if that meant that it was final yet. I think the U.S. list of stadiums was not picked it's, yet. They it's were just not final yeah. yet.
1: Um, there's some that are pretty obvious. Like yeah. I think the Rose Bowl in California yep, is going to yep, be one. Yep. Um, I mean, uh, w- you'll have to run through the list. Some of those,
0: yeah. Probably some college football stadiums that have the field space would, would probably be on there, too.
1: Correct. So those have not been narrowed down, but you can probably guess <laughs> which ones. Like Miami yeah. will probably be on there. New York at some point will have a, mm-hmm. a bid, um, yeah, and then a couple in California. So there's plenty of plenty to follow on that. But we did win the 2026 World Cup uh, bid.
0: Very exciting.
1: Potentially bribed a bazillion people, I <laughs> mean, because that's kind of how FIFA yeah. works. Yeah, they literally accepted billions and billions of dollars of bribes from Qatar, yeah. and Qatar is still hosting the World right. Cup in right. 2020. So yeah, or in 2022. So there's really no punishment for bribing. So. I guarantee U.S., Mexico, and Canada could yeah. scrape some cash to get yeah. the World Cup
0: <laughs> for sure. That would not surprise me, but it is a big, uh, obviously a big business draw for you know whoever is hosting. Do we games.
1: think the U.S. will be good at soccer by then? Uh,
0: um, no, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> uh, I, I hope so. I mean, I just I don't know. That's a long time. I think mean, that's possible. Eight years. Maybe there's some increased excitement with it being here. Maybe that that could help. But again, like I don't know. The people that are going to be on that team are in the so- in the system already of of U.S. soccer. Yeah. You are know, there
1: like, any like thirteen year olds that are yeah. just killing it right now? <laughs> yeah. That that are just
0: I hope superstars. so. Superstars. I hope so. I hope so too. <laughs> I, I really hope. I really hope that's the case. Maybe we can convince LeBron's kid to switch now. Yes. Cause then eight that would years be, of training. Yeah. Yeah. That's not that, a bad idea. Be, yeah. He yeah. almost
1: dunked in a game. I saw that. He's, He's 13, thirteen years old. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> So, uh, if we can just get him to switch to soccer, then we might have a start for that if roster. If we just get so. all
1: of our best athletes to switch to soccer, <laughs> I don't think we would lose the World Cup.
0: <laughs> I agree. So, uh, anything else? World Cup? Any other World Cup dates?
1: Those, that, those are the only World Cup dates I have for us today.
0: All righty. So, uh, MLB updates, on the other hand. I'll let you kick these ones off because I am not in tune with the first couple. Sure. So, you can explain them to so
1: me. So, we are in kind of the dog days of summer when it comes to MLB. It's yes. just... Mid-season grinding every game is just a boring game, but we have some fun updates for you. Alex Bregman, a young superstar on the Houston Astros, uh, did something that no one's ever done. He shaved his mustache mid-game in order to break up a slump. He was over two. (laughs) Uh, he ended up going 0 for 4. The shaving, shaving <laughs> so the mustache did not help. Did not work. Um, but that's a fun little tidbit. <laughs> um, second is there is an MLB starter who has been called up to join his MLB record-tying 13th team. Jeez. 13 MLB teams, 13 teams this person has pitched a game for. So he's a starting pitcher who's pitched – well, he hasn't pitched for the 13th team yet, but he has been called up to pitch for the athletics. Yeah.
0: For the A's, man. I said I was going to try to guess this. I can't think of anyone that's he, been on. 13 He's not a
1: household name, which is funny.
0: Yeah. Um, it's jo- I don't know Josh if, McCown. No, Josh just Mc- kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I, see, I. I don't know if I can get it. I can muster up a guess here.
1: Edwin Jackson.
0: Edwin Jackson. Yes. I'll, wow. I'll Thirteen na- teams.
1: Yeah. I'll Edwin name you all Jackson. the teams right here.
0: That is something.
1: Yeah. Let's see. A's. Yeah awell.com is the first one that comes up. (laughs) All right, you ready? Yep. Here we go. Just Tampa Bay Rays, Detroit Tigers, Arizona Diamondbacks, Chicago White Sox, St. Louis Cardinals, Washington, Chicago Cubs, Atlanta Braves, Miami Marlins, San Diego Padres, Baltimore, and now the
0: Athletics. Wow. That's a lot of teams.
1: And the Dodgers.
0: How many seasons has he even played? Like
1: a lot, maybe. Yeah, like 15 that. Fifteen, if, 15 season 15, career, and is, listen to this: he's ninety-eight and one hundred and twenty with a four point six seven ERA in two hundred eighty-eight starts. That's
0: crazy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's that's wild to me.
1: He did throw this a is no just, hitter. This
0: is the definition of a journeyman, right here. Yeah,
1: but why?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Over this large of a sample size, it doesn't make sense. We've talked about it before.
1: Yeah, you should. <laughs> Th- no, this could not, not be, be
0: a pitching. more proven subpar pitcher. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: and he should not be pitching. Four sixty-seven
0: is, is a subpar ERA. Like, that's not a good ERA. Like, that's maybe maybe serviceable as a fit starter. Maybe. It like why wouldn't you give a young pitcher a chance? I don't know. It be it beats me how. No. listen. Good ML- for Edwin Jackson. MLB
1: is traditional. Good for Edwin Jackson. Yeah. Speaking of something that's not traditional, yes. this is really cool, actually. Yeah, I didn't So know the Tampa Bay Rays, and you've probably heard this, and listeners probably heard this, mm-hmm. have started to, they've always had to be on the cusp of, of changing the mm-hmm. game. Um, they invented the shift with Joe Madden. They invented the armbands on catchers who mm-hmm. flip their arms up so they can see what, like, it's almost like a quarterback reading plays. They can see what batter's tendencies are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they pioneered the pull starters after two times through the rotation doesn't Mm -hmm. matter how many innings they pitch it matters Mm -hmm. how many times the batters see their pitches right so they're trying something new again with an opener so the it started off with the angels who have a very heavy right-handed lineup to start the game it's like mike trout uh justin Upton and, Mm -hmm. and someone else who's really really good um and they said we don't need we what we need is a, a right-handed specialist to get those first three outs. Then the starter or quote-unquote starter can run through the bottom half of the order, then in the third or fourth inning, see those people for the first time mm-hmm. and most likely get them out because those people have not seen this starter's pitchers yet. Mm-hmm. Then go deeper into the game because they're going to see them the second time in like the seventh or the right, eighth. Right. So it's just a weird – I mean, the the – you're, it's the same thing. Like through such a large sample size, who knows if it'll work? Yeah. But so they've started to. Well, yeah. They've started to pitch one uh, a, an opener. So someone who will pitch one or two innings, like a bullpen day. Um, and this is partly because of necessity. They have a lot of um, in injuries on the pitching staff. Mm-hmm. So they started uh, Sergio Romo in multiple games. So this first time since 1950 or something, where a starter has gone multiple games mm-hmm. in a row um, since. May thirteenth of the introduction of the opening pitcher. A pitcher will come in and throw one inning, mm-hmm. and then hand the ball over to the starter. The Tampa Bay Rays have the best ERA in the in Major League that is Baseball. A,
0: that is very interesting. Is that interesting? Yeah, yeah. Because it, it's a cool idea, and it's a, and, and it's like a. It makes sense in the you know we've always thought logically it makes sense as far as not facing a lineup too many times through, where it falls apart for most teams, and and the reason why it'll be a while still even with this for most teams to pick it up is because it becomes hard to manage with your star pitchers, you know, like you need to get a, you need to get buy-in from your star pitchers that you're not going to pitch once every five days anymore. You're going to pitch like once every two or three days, maybe sometimes back to back days, you know, something like that. Um, And then it also comes with the notion of the other part where it's hard to break through as a team is like, I'm just picturing right now, the Red Sox like adopting this policy, and I'm picturing the media in this town after Alex Cora like pulls Chris Sale, yeah, who's like mowing down the lineup after two times three. Well, it's you two know? things too. So it,
1: is you have to you have to balance that superstar starters mm-hmm. with a good bullpen, mm-hmm. but the Rays don't have that. Yeah, the only the only superstar try. they have is Chris Archer, who yeah. got hurt, which yeah. is why they implemented this. Mm-hmm. So you also don't have to pay your starters as much. You don't mm-hmm. even have to pay any starters if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have multiple bullpen days. Mm-hmm. I honestly think it's great. I mean, we've we've talked multiple times that the closer is ruining baseball. Yeah. The fact that you save your best pitcher for a certain three... For an arbitrary... Three, for an arbitrary yeah. three-run inning. Yeah. Like in the ninth, you yeah. have to be up by three or less yeah. in order to come in. Yeah. No, just pitch your best pitcher in the in most the, important spot. Yeah.
0: Right. The They're, highest leverage this is the only,
1: the only sport in existence that has a finite amount of attempts. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. like a clock. It's not mm-hmm. a there. There's no mm-hmm. um, up to a certain point mm-hmm. like number system. It's mm-hmm. just you get 27 outs. Mm-hmm. How do you get them yeah. in any order? Mm-hmm. That's what the Rays are trying. They, it doesn't matter what order the outs come in. Yeah. There's no more important outs. They're all the same. Mm-hmm. So if you get 27, you're good. Right. Um, so I, I I enjoy the idea. It makes watching a bad baseball team fun because they're trying something new. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I'm fully on board with the reason yeah, it, opening.
0: It, it, uh, it's, pitcher. it's a cool, it's a cool, you know, approach. And I think, um, it, it's something that could, it could start to make teams think differently, at least, uh, at least go that far and say, you know, um, cause, cause there's no reason teams couldn't employ a hybrid approach either. You know, if you do have superstar pitchers, you know, maybe Chris sale still starts the way he always does, but you're back, back three starters, you know, you don't have them on a, giving them their own starts, you know, that maybe you have them with this approach and mix in the bullpen that way. So it's like, I think it's an interesting concept for teams to try. I I don't know if teams will pick it up very soon, but if this continues where the Rays are having success with, with borderline, no name pitchers, then maybe there's something to it there with the analytics of, Hey, this is actually working to make these guys pitch better, have better numbers than they should have because they're, we're putting them in this situation to have the highest success, likelihood of success against these batters. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I 100 percent agree. You yeah. don't have to. You don't have to wait until that situation comes up in a game. Mm-hmm. You just put them in when it immediately arrives. Yeah. You know, if it's the first inning, put them in. Yeah. Like it doesn't. They don't right. have to pitch right. bullpen pitchers in the back just because mm-hmm. that's their quote yeah. unquote role. Right, so right. Um, that's just something fun. That's the last MLB update I have, unless you've got any more MLB updates. No. But um ray the well, i guess
0: yeah we don't I, we probably shouldn't talk about it but there was a whole weird thing with hanley ramirez I don't know if oh you saw yeah that. Uh, was, he apparently kind of got cleared of it but it was just a very very strange report that broke over the weekend and then was kind of gone within two days yeah, but like uh, connected to like, like a drug fentanyl, ring, fentanyl yeah. smuggling ring and it yeah. was just because some guy mentioned his name yeah. It was completely <laughs> like, untrue. yeah so that took the the boston media by storm as it always will with the boston media if they find anything they can latch on to um. So, but yeah, that that was a little side note. But yeah, nothing else for me on MLB.
1: Okay. Um. So now moving on to, uh, we unfortunately do have to talk about Jameis, mm-hmm. Jameis Winston. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bucks court, uh, franchise quarterback, my starting quarterback. He's suspended or potentially suspended. The, the f- reports are he's going to be suspended. He's going yeah. to be suspended for the first three games of the year, um, due to an incident that was. Two years ago, in an Uber, apparently he was in a car with unruly people. The facts are: he went to a club with three people, was in the back seat. The person in the front seat was making a scene. Didn't say anything. Didn't report anything. Mm-hmm. Went home. The, the this is where it gets cloudy. The where the, where it's a he said she said, which is went home, sat in the front seat alone, get taken home, and supposedly groped or made inappropriate actions or motions towards mm-hmm. an Uber driver. Um, I mean, you have to take the Uber driver her word. It was two years ago. She reported six months ago. The NFL has been investigating for six months. Um, they have conflicting reports from about five or six different people, uh, but it's in the NFL's mm-hmm. best interest to, to nip it in the bud, and they yeah. suspended him three games to start the season, and that's where, that's where we are now. Yeah. Um, so this is that situation where I want to root for – my quarterback, I love Jameis. Uh, I, I really follow him very closely, and he's been nothing but a positive influence on the community and the football team. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to believe these rumors, but you yeah. have, it, this in this social climate, you have to believe yeah. the person who makes the accusations. You can't just, just throw those away. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm conflicted. I do want to see the full investigation. I do want to yeah. see what happens, um, but I'm certainly a conflicted football fan and a conflicted Jameis Winston fan.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, this is the way the NFL sort of has to handle these now the way we are today. Um, they've taken a ton of heat for stuff like this in the past with not, not taking enough action. You know, Ray Rice situation is a big one. Greg Hardy was a big one yep. with, with he was way worse, but I mean, they took a lot of heat for not suspending him as long as they should have. And they have a lot of things on the flip side where guys are get caught smoking weed and they get suspended for the entire season you know and they take a lot of heat for that because weed is illegal in half the country now and it's and you yeah. know someone gets suspended for a full season for doing that whereas some of these real domestic violence things and and other player conduct issues are not getting penalized so um they kind of have to do it uh, you know you hate to see it if it's if it's not if it's not real but yeah. this is one of those where it's tough to see a way that it's totally absolved because yeah. it's a you know And thing is like where's the rest of the evidence going to come from it's, it's, tough it's tough too
1: because he has quote-unquote, a past. I mean, he's never been arrested or convicted yeah. of anything. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's still, he, he's been in the news for, for disruptive behavior mm-hmm. or for potentially very damning behavior, um, but has never been found guilty or, or, or arrested for, for any mm-hmm. of them. Yet, because of that past and because of his, his potential for, I don't know, snowballing this yeah. situation, they, they th- felt three games, yeah. at least, is the report for to start the season, so right. you know who the Bucks' backup is,
0: Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick always somehow finds a way to play. <laughs> always finds a way to play just, and
1: plays pretty well. Yeah. Um. So I'm not super concerned. I mean, yeah. the Bucks still have some growing to do as a team. Anyway, I don't think they're Super Bowl bound this year, mm-hmm. but I do think Ryan Fitzpatrick is a good, suitable backup uh, for a team yeah. with a very good receiving core and an up- upgraded offensive line. Mm-hmm. I think a, a veteran quarterback would do just fine back there. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to to blow the roof off the place in the first three games. Right. You just have right. to win. Keep the boat. One or two. Yeah, yeah keep the right. ship afloat, no pun intended. Right. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll update you as we learn more on that, but it, the reports seem to be that that Jameis will be suspended the first three games. Obviously, he's not been portrayed super well in the media. Mm-hmm. That's just it's low-hanging fruit, so I mean, you got to have bad guys and good guys in any situation. So mm-hmm. Jameis seems to be trending towards the bad guys, which is unfortunate. But yeah, um, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, at least the good thing is that most of these guys have, you know, it's been shown and proven out that they get the chance to, you know, redeem themselves and get back in people's good graces. Yeah. I think that he will handle it correctly. I mean, he
1: yeah, and I'm not like hasn't
0: been a bad like he hasn't had a bad presence about him at any point when he's been in the NFL. So yeah.
1: and I'm not just being a biased Bucks and Florida State fan, but objectively he has been a pleasure yeah. to have on my football team. I, I would he is very active in the community. He donates almost all of I wanna say almost mm-hmm. all his money, but tons and tons of money to the community. Mm-hmm. He's a outspoken vocal leader. Mm-hmm. He he's not the brightest guy, but he, yeah. he he will do anything for his teammates. He will mm-hmm. do anything for people who are below him status wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's getting married He's gonna have a kid. Yeah. I mean, I, he's for, for, from all outward appearances, he's yeah. a he's a good human being. But yeah. these reports keep popping up here and there, so mm-hmm. it's 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 hard to yeah. rectify. Yeah, it's that.
0: tough. It's yeah. tough. But the best thing you can do is just keep moving forward and stay out of it in the future. I mean, wh- you know, whatever he gets suspended three games, people will forget about that by the time the following season rolls around and the rest of his career rolls yeah. around. You I know, just, you just don't want
1: to be. Yeah, I just want to win the Super Bowl with my favorite team and one of my favorite players. And then everyone would be like, oh, like "Yeah, congrats, yeah. rapist!" You're like, "Yeah, no." Well, yeah, no, and I think is. he has
0: plenty of t- he has plenty of time to you know work that to shake that off. I think he's got plenty of time to be able yeah. to earn earn back the good graces of people cr- uh, criticizing him. So there seems to be a shelf life on those type of things. So um, that's it for the Jameis update. Uh, next we have the NBA draft. We talked about it a little bit with Jerome Robinson. Um, uh, you got your Magic got Mo Bamba, Mo Bamba, which is a nice pick. I like that, yeah. although.
1: It's not a huge need. It's not a need. We <laughs> that have was the,
0: probably the biggest uh, problem with that pick. We now but.
1: have three players with over a seven foot wingspan. <laughs> I did learn that. Yeah. Um, we're going to be a defensive minded team and score less than eighty points a game. It's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we just have zero yeah. offensive firepower. Yeah, but, but I mean,
0: you know, one thing I can say from the way that Danny Ainge built built the Celtics um, is that you got to take the best player available yeah. when you're not a contender. You you just need to. I mean, the Celtics drafted Terry Rozier. With like the 16th pick, of several year or a few years ago, they had Rajon Rondo on the roster. They had Marcus Smart on the roster. They had they were they had just gotten Isaiah Thomas or they were about to get Isaiah Thomas. I forget. They really didn't need a point guard at all. They needed a big man, but Terry Rozier was he felt was the best player, and you know that panned out well for them. So I think yeah. before you're a contender, you got to take the best player available. I mean, and that's what the Magic are trying to do. The thing is,
1: do. if you're a top 10 pick, anyone you pick's a good pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. there's obviously opinions left or right, but right. You can get a superstar in the top 10 picks.
0: Or you can get a bust. Any which way. Yeah, or right. bust, exactly. Yeah.
1: So just pick, I agree, pick the best yeah. available. Mo Bamba's proven to be a yeah. good college basketball player. Yeah, He's got the physical attributes. Mm-hmm. I'm happy and, to see if he can develop. And, I don't expect to win a yeah. championship in the next 10 years yeah. anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah. And picking positionally for a fit is also not by any means a surefire thing either. You know, everybody, everyone cites the whole um, situation with the point guards in Steph Curry's draft, right? like the Minnesota Timberwolves at number five and number six took point guards with both picks and then seven was Steph Curry. And so, you know, they were drafting for positional need. They were like, we need a point guard. So let's take the best point guards. And like, that didn't work because Steph Curry was sitting right behind him anyway. So um, you can't worry too much about the positional need. You really got to go with who you think is the best player. Um, And
1: who did the Celtics draft?
0: The Celtics drafted Robert Williams, who is also, who was actually a center similar to Mo Bamba in style. Uh, He doesn't really shoot the ball. Actually, I don't know a whole lot about Mobamba. I don't think he's really a shooter right now. No, he's not. Um, so this guy Robert Williams is from Texas A and M. Uh, he's an inside. His his most comparable comparison or most uh, common comparison has been to DeAndre Jordan, as far as like, you know, he can't shoot free throws. He can't shoot the ball, but he's athletic. He's a pretty versatile defender. Uh, he'll be a good kind of like lob threat.
1: I was say they could he's, use a That's one that's, thing that's they that's don't the have. So, so like the Celtics
0: a... drafted for need, which I think is the right move in the, in the Celtics, um, current state because drafting the best player available will not help them if that guy doesn't play. Yeah. Cause he's not going to play over some of the guys they have. Um, so I think it was a good pick for the Celtics. They actually, from all reports, were thrilled to have him drop that far. He was apparently a lottery talent, has some, has some concerns with motivation, work ethic, uh, attitude, Things that don't concern me very much when you're going to Brad Stevens' uh, system. I I think, um, you know, if he... If those are real concerns and he ends up not trying, then he won't play and he'll be a bust. But like, I mean, it's the 27th pick. It's you know, yeah. It's a, I I don't mind going with a boomer bust potential at 27. Do the you know?
1: Celtics have any more of their like Nets picks left over? They any? have a
0: Kings pick next year, um, which is number one protected, but otherwise, uh, you know, the Kings are not Pretty good bad, yet. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, they they still could have that pick be in the top ten. Do you think uh, they trade
1: that pick for? Some? I think they'll probably use that for.
0: I think they'll they'll keep it. I don't yeah. know if they'll ultimately use it. Uh, so, so, so I I think they'll keep it this off season is what I mean, but I think they certainly will have that at their disposal next off season when they, you know, uh, you know, I, I could see them drafting a player with it, but I think you're right. I think it's more likely they try to go get another big star with it, but yeah. it's tough though, because of the, 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 the structure of the Celtics right now, and I don't want to go into this really, cause it's, you know, big off season, a long off season ahead of us, but the Celtics are structured in a way that they. Have a lot of guys that they don't want to lose. They don't want to give up.
1: Marcus and Smart's so reportedly on Marcus the way out. Marcus Smart too. might
0: be on the way out, but it depends on his market because the Celtics will match a contract on him if it's not too expensive. I mm-hmm. think. Um, so that, you know, next off season they have some uncertainty. Kyrie Irving is a free agent next off season. He can opt out. I don't think he's going to leave. But Kyrie Irving's very weird. So like, so I, weird. I just I can't put a so ton of weird. confidence in anything that we think he's going to do. Um, so there's a lot, there's a lot of variables for the Celtics, but they do the answer to your question. Yeah. They, they still have that Kings pick and they actually have a Memphis Grizzlies pick as well. That could end up being really good. It depends kind of on what Memphis kind of does. Cause if they tank it, it, they're sort of like a, if Memphis tanks, but not, not complete tank right away, if they tank like in two or three years, then it could be a good pick uh, or a really good pick. But, um, yeah, so the Celtics have a few chips remaining, but, the Nets, the Nets trade is mostly closed besides, you know, those picks are now, have gotcha. now been used with uh, the Cavs drafted Colin Sexton with that pick. So,
1: Well, one thing that the Celtics should improve on in the offseason is free agency, and it is going to be a wild offseason. Yeah. I wouldn't say as big as last offseason because no. last offseason is pretty crazy, but yeah. we've got a lot going on. LeBron James is going to have to decide where he's going. And, yep. um, the The free agency opens July 1st. I don't expect LeBron to go on the first day or no. even till the last day. I think I, it's. I in read his, something
0: about around ten days or nine and a half days was like his average with his okay. last two decisions. It's so in he, his best yeah. interest
1: to to wait. Yeah, yeah. Um, more teams will also be holding on. Let's say Kawhi Leonard, for mm-hmm. instance, mm-hmm. Uh, until waiting for LeBron and, yeah. for, and his decision. So yeah. I don't. I, I think I know where LeBron's going. Do you think you know where LeBron's going?
0: I. Um, I could put a wager on it and feel okay about it. I wouldn't say I think I know where he's going. My bet would be to L.A., My, to the Lakers. To the I Lakers. think the Lakers. Um, I think that you know, a lot of people have talked about Paul George and LeBron both going to L.A., and then L.A. putting together a package for Kawhi Leonard. That's been a common, that's been a common um, rumor. But, so, And I'm just going to kind of mix these two topics because we have the Kawhi situation. Mm-hmm. The Spurs appear to be taking a hard stance on Kawhi. They appear to be totally unwilling to trade him to a Western Conference team, which is interesting. Which is great. Which is good, and I'm very I, glad.
1: We talk, I don't know if we talked about this last podcast, yeah. but I, I am very yeah. against yeah. players saying, I will not play for you after this upcoming season. Yeah. It's such a pathetic... I mean, I yeah. just you signed a contract. You really, really yeah. handcuffed the team that you're on, yeah. the team that you basically owe everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they made you who you are. Yeah. um, I mean, I understand he's a human being and, and can yeah. decide he's fine he needs yeah. to find a better job but Paul George did the same thing with Indiana yeah and they have to trade them for pennies well, because we once- talked
0: about this exact thing because um the trading him for pennies is the problem yeah. like you can ex- like i think we agreed at the time with Paul George you can express to your team and make you sure it like doesn't make sure it doesn't get out you can express to your team hey i don't think i'm going to stay here like like i think i'm going to go to free agency i, I want to go to LA you can express that to your team and give them a chance to make something happen. From what it looked like, this, this looked like way more extreme than the Paul George situation. It looked like Kawhi Leonard's agent sent a group text to every media reporter in the NBA. Yeah. That's what it looked like. And he said, hey, my client is going to go to the Lakers when, it's, when he's a free agent. Like That was even way more egregious than which, the Paul George thing.
1: Which forces the Spurs to either re-sign him and hope to keep him yeah. through the year or trade him to the Lakers, because yeah, yeah. if you, you no other team is going well, to give up anything for a player that will re-sign with a different team the following year. The
0: perfect, like the, the 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 absolute thing that speaks, like, hugely to that, is that the day after this all happened, when the reports started coming out that the that he was going to L.A. and that the and that the Spurs were unwilling to trade him to a Western team, obviously that brought the Celtics and the 76ers up as as like the two options mm-hmm. to, if you are going to trade him to the East, like. Who has anything to give you in the East besides yeah. those teams? And somehow, and and this is what I, this is, and I'll preface this by saying I don't think the Celtics are trading for Kawhi. But the this is what it, what we say when we're when we're talking about getting pennies on the dollar. Reports started coming out that maybe the Celtics can get Kawhi Leonard without giving up Jalen Brown, because the Spurs just don't have any other options. Like, yeah, it's like if the Celtics, if the Spurs aren't going to trade him to the West. Then the Cel- and the Celtics decide that we'll give you, we'll sign and trade Marcus Smart to you, and we'll give you Marcus Morris, and we'll give you, you know, that Kings pick and that Grizzlies pick. Like that's probably better than what they'll get on the market. Actually, definitely better than what they'll get on the market at this point. Yeah, and that's ridiculous. Like for the Spurs to be in a spot where they're negotiating with the Celtics, and the Celtics aren't going to put Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum or. Kyrie Irving or Gordon Hayward yeah, or none, Al Hor no they're gonna their, put none of them on the table. None of their top five for, players on for for an MVP candidate type of player. That's what he's done to yeah, the trade negotiations exactly. here. Like it, it, like it's it's really bad and I don't know. Again, we we talk about a lot of things in the NBA that we don't know how to fix them. I don't know how to fix that. Like, but
1: yeah. I mean, I think there has to be punish some sort of punishment yeah. for requesting a trade to a specific team. Yeah. Before the final year of your contract.
0: Yeah. And and the problem is though is that like the punishment will be hard to distribute because like he didn't like publicly say it, you know, yeah. but it's like, obviously somebody leaked it to all these reporters and that just scares every team. And it like ruins everyone's trade leverage. So it's like, it's, you know, it's partly media irresponsibility, I guess, but like, that's, that's an impossible problem to solve. And like, so the whole thing is just kind of crazy. But um anyway, the, the whole thing that started me on that is that that's a thing that people have said might happen with the Lakers. I don't really see it happening for that reason. The Spurs aren't really willing to trade him to the Lakers. And, yeah. What the Spurs trade him to the Lakers? How are the Spurs going to win a championship if they trade Kawhi Leonard to the Lakers, who have LeBron and Paul George? Like, I'm not saying that team's automatic to win. I actually think they would still struggle to beat Golden State because they would have no role players at all. Mm-hmm. But like, the Spurs aren't going to beat them. You know, if at that point, if the Spurs trade their only really good player to that team, so it's all crazy. The Spurs want to give him a super max contract. I just, I, I don't get. Like, why Kawhi Leonard wants out. Something happened. Something like there. happened you know, between him and the With the, the medical situation yeah. he had, like, whatever it was. Something happened. Because they want to give him five years, $219 million. Like and he's
1: one of the least outspoken people in yeah, the NBA. Yeah, yeah. And now he's he's got these adamant, like, he wants to play for yeah. one of the more showtime teams. It's, it's just a very it's, strange it's, it's, situation.
0: It's so strange. It's like, there are teams now that are like, is there something wrong with Kawhi's character? Like, what do we not know about his character? So maybe mm-hmm. we don't want to trade for him. It's like... The whole way this has evolved with the whole injury, playing nine games last year, very publicly, the Spurs told him he was ready, and he was like, I'm not ready. You know, he wasn't going to playoff games. The whole thing has been very, very, very strange. So, yeah.
1: so by the time you listen to the next podcast, something may or may not have happened. The agency
0: will be open, but, but I doubt something yeah, will I, happen. Yeah, I doubt, I doubt it yeah. as well. So, so,
1: we'll probably talk about this in the next podcast yeah. too. Um, That's all we have for sports, unless you'd like to mention anything else. Nope,
0: I think we're good there.
1: Uh, And we can move it on over to pop
0: culture. All righty. So pop culture, we got a couple of topics here. Um, we'll start, and it won't be a long one, but Westworld will be the first topic. We didn't really go into Westworld, Westworld. this season. Westworld! <laughs> um, we didn't go into Westworld this season because neither of us watched it, um, very much on time, first of all. you. I don't think you watched, did you watch any of it, or did you watch? I
1: watched none of it. None of I've it, okay. Seen none of season two.
0: Season two. Um, and you had voiced before the season started that you weren't thrilled about season two anyway. You I liked was, the way season one ended.
1: Exactly. I'm, I was yeah. just, I, in my head, Westworld mm-hmm. is a good show that... Mm-hmm. I enjoyed and it's over. Yeah. And the the questions I have did not need to be answered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, so, I may still watch it because yeah. I, I respect
0: So, season two didn't really answer questions you had from season one. Sure. But it was – so, I would say it was a good season. I'm not going to spoil anything. I ju- I, the finale was this past week. Um, it, get, it got crazy. And season two was harder to follow than season one, in my opinion. Um, A lot more uh, stuff was going on that was very sometimes hard to follow. I'll, I'll give you one thing that I don't feel is a spoiler – um, a critical part of the way the season ends has to do with Bernard. You remember Bernard,
1: the uh, black robot. Uh, yes. Yes.
0: Um, Bernard de-indexed all of his own memories, so that they would have, so that the, the, so that the scientists, whatever, the people running the show, would have a tough time, would ha- would not be able to pinpoint a memory that he had that was like critical to them. Does that make sense? So he deleted his own memory. No, he de-indexed them. What's so they were all jumbled up and like not oh. in order. And that's how the show was shown. Oh, geez. So um, not not entirely. It's not like the entire show was like out of order. But everything with Bernard was questionable as far as what the order was. And you don't really find that out until later. So I don't really consider that a spoiler because it's just an aspect of what happened. Yeah. But that kind of gives you an idea of how difficult it was at times to follow and put the pieces yeah, together. Yeah, it sounds terrible. That said, the ending did come together somewhat nicely and ended on what might be a finale to the series. I'm not sure. I think it could be, actually. But I haven't heard if it's renewed for season three or not. How, um, do you,
1: how are you not sure if it's an ending to it? Like, how does that make you feel okay?
0: Well... Uh, so let me put. We talked about this. Let me put it we this way: hate, it ain't, we no, no. hate
1: not. We hate ones that leave it open. to no, I do, I being do. the end or not the yeah, end. Yeah,
0: I agree with that. I hate when shows do that. I, I guess the way I would put it is that I feel the way that you did about the end of season one. Like you were fine with the end of season one. You recognize that it could have continued or not. I'm not. I don't have a high level of confidence if it continues. If it continues, I don't think I will like it very much. Like I'm not sure if I'll like it. So I, I would be, I'd be happy if it was over. I thought it was a good show.
1: Are you gonna give? But, Season two of Westworld, at Derek Dragonfruits.
0: I will, I guess, without real, I didn't think about it before. I'll give season two of Westworld, like, like seventy eight. Derek Dragonfruits. Wow, okay, that's so it was good. I mean, I enjoyed watching. What it. What was season one? Uh, I don't remember. Just uh, give me probably eighty four. Okay, better. Yeah, I think season one was better, in part because it was like the whole concept was new. The concept was already there in season two. We did get Samurai World. Which I want to see for. Samurai, so Samurai World. World. Could be, you know, you could be. Could be a reason for you to watch it if you because you did want Samurai, Samurai World. World. Um, Samurai World literally was a parallel to Westworld, like it was the storyline. Like they they all had comparable storylines. I and would stuff. go to Samurai World. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting, and the, you know, but you know, it, it reeked of lost at the same time, though. It's the same producers, and like we talked about those fears. Yeah. And it didn't reek of lost in the sense that there were a bunch of unanswered questions, but there were these things that they put in there that were just put in there like to make it more interesting. You know, like yeah. Oh, now the host can control all the other hosts with their mind. Like you know, yeah. like th- th- che- things that like that feel cheap sometimes. Yeah. But anyway, seventy-eight. Uh, Derek Dragonfruits not certified Pattaya colada, but, but good. But I, good. I, I think Westworld season two is good. Okay. So, and I might be underrating it compared to a lot of other people, but it was just a lot for me. Would you handle.
1: recommend I watch season two?
0: I, I would say yes, uh, but I, you don't have to rush to watch it. Like okay. if you if you're sitting there and you don't know what to watch, I would probably at some point watch season two. But you know. Don't make it a big thing.
1: Okay. So. I will not make it a big thing, I promise.
0: Yep. All right. So that's it for Westworld. You got one more topic?
1: Just that Chipotle <laughs> is going to start selling ch- chocolate and vanilla shakes and nachos.
0: Okay. So well,
1: nachos is a long time coming. Yeah. You should have served nachos from the beginning. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's basically a nacho bar. <laughs> yeah. I what, what I used to do is order chips and, in a bowl. Yeah. You go chips in a bowl and a burrito and then you just cut open the burrito and pour it right, on the chips. Right. It's a smart thing to do. Yeah. Um, Now they're going to just do it for you, which is nice. That's a a long time coming. Yes. No brainer. Yes. Shakes? I don't know. I don't know if it fits the vibe. I don't want a a chocolate milkshake and (laughs) a a six-pound burrito burrito in my stomach at the same Mm, time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one.
1: You strike me as a shake person.
0: I like shakes. I mean, I do like shakes. I'm trying to compare it to Shake Shack because I also like – by the same logic, I'd be like, well, I don't want a double cheeseburger and French fries and a shake like that, you know. So, yeah. tr- but I like that Shake Shack has shakes. So I don't know.
1: Shake Shack is also named Shake Shack. Right. You go in with the yeah. mentality that you're going to be. I will say a I shake.
0: don't think Chipotle shakes will be that big of a hit. I don't think that it's going to be a staple. Yeah. That might it might go away. They might.
1: I've been know. out on Chipotle since they poisoned the BC basketball team. <laughs> so I'm I've. Hope Jerome he,
0: Robinson probably got poisoned by Chipotle. He probably Chipotle. did. I, yeah. I,
1: he would have been a top five pick if he wasn't poisoned. <laughs> um, so I'm, I've been out on Chipotle since the beginning. Yeah. So I hope the shakes fail. I do hope nachos are successful because I probably go to Chipotle once yeah, a year. nachos will be successful. And that seems like a no-brainer.
0: Chipotle, nachos are, are going to be a good lighter option at Chipotle. yes there's no lighter options there are it's either
1: a burrito a huge burrito or you can get tacos yeah but they're tiny two little tacos there's nothing in between yeah way too much food and barely enough nachos
0: are going to be a good a popular item at chipotle for that reason Mm -hmm. for the portion i think more than or as much as any other reason so um that's it anything else that's
1: it for pop culture if you if you can even call that pop culture (laughs) um but yeah that does it i think that uh
0: Brings us to the final drive. It
1: moves us to the final drive. So do
0: you want to go first, or do you want to go second?
1: I want to go second.
0: All right, second. Is so, that what you thought? Uh, no, I actually didn't know. I, that, one, that one, you got me. Yes. You fooled me. Um, I'll go first. Uh, I mentioned I would explain where I was uh, over the past, or the reason we missed the last podcast last week, and then until this past weekend. Uh, last week, I was at in Brooklyn for a conference. It was the first time I'd actually been in, stayed in Brooklyn. Uh, Usually whenever I've been to New York, we stay in Manhattan with some of our friends that live there or whatever.
1: No sleep till.
0: No sleep till. So uh, I was in Brooklyn uh, at the Brooklyn Expo Center. It was right near the Brooklyn Brewery. Um, It was for my company at a conference there. Uh, I won't really talk much about the conference, but Brooklyn is cool. Uh, It's very, it's a very weirdly hip area. I don't know if you've been to Brooklyn recently. Um, It feels like it's becoming very hipster. It is. You're like uh, two years behind. No, no, no. I mean, it's... It's not overtly hipster in, in many ways, but it, it just has this feeling that it's going to become even more hipster. I, it's hard to explain, but at least the direct area I was in. Um, stayed at the Williamsburg Hotel, pretty cool hotel. Um, so that's Brooklyn. Then this past weekend, I was in Martha's Vineyard, uh, annual fishing trip. Fishing yep. fishing was not plentiful. It was uh, some bad weather. We, we fished on Friday. Uh, not many fish to be caught. But um, what was cool... Which you probably know that Jaws was filmed in Martha's Vineyard. Yes, you, you know, that. know that actually. Um, Jaws came on the TV when we got home from fishing. That's uh, so we, we were watching it and this was the first time I was able to put together like, wow, that is like we were just driving on that. like, And then it was in the movie too, on very that? directly. Yeah. Or driving. Driving uh, driving on the beach, like oh, trucks cool. on the beach. Um, and, and there's a little ferry you take to get over to Chappaquiddick, which is another movie um, and is the part of the beach that Jaws was uh, in, in large part filmed at. Um, and literally the little ferry that you take to get over there, is called On Time Two, like On Time with two Roman numerals. Like I saw that when we when we took the ferry. Yeah. And in the movie, it literally is. It's called Amity On Time Two because Amity is like the town name in the movie, which is which is obviously made up. Um, but it was literally this like the actual same ferry station and everything. So this was the first time I had pieced it together. Kind of cool. Cool. And um, you watch the yeah. movie. And watch some of it. Watch some of it. Yeah. So it yeah, does,
1: it doesn't age very well. It doesn't age
0: well. It's really bad. Actually. <laughs> yeah. It's very unrealistic looking. So. Um, but nonetheless, uh, a classic. So, so yeah, Martha's Vineyard, good. I highly, I rate. I uh, probably said the same thing last year, but I recommend Martha's Vineyard for cool weekend. Never trips. been,
1: yeah. never been. Uh, my final drive will be Incredibles 2. Oh, all right. Um, I, saw I saw a in- tweet about this, which was very good. Yes, I from saw from you. Yes, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> um, the inc- uh, the tweet itself was the Incredibles was incredible, and the Incredibles 2 was incredible too. Um, <laughs> It really was. Yeah. It was such a fun movie. And 14 years, I think, 13, 14 years between the first and second movie, I can barely remember anything about the first one. Mm-hmm. Whether I mean, I, I remember it being amazing and, and enjoying it a lot. But some people are like, oh, the first one's way better. Oh, like, I remember, I, mean, who, I don't even remember the first one. Who remembers 14, anything yeah. 14 years ago? Uh, that being said, the second one is so, so freaking funny. I, I was laughing out loud. In a theater full of people who are laughing out loud, once every five minutes. Wow. There is just, it's just so. There's such good timing. The jokes are so perfect. It's so well delivered. Um, and the the best part is the baby now. So you have a new character who's Jack the baby, and obviously he has powers. You've mm-hmm. seen the commercials. Mm-hmm. He has powers, but they're random powers. So throughout the course of the movie, he probably experiences. Not even joking. 20 different powers, maybe 25. And they're all completely unique and funny, (laughs) and the family has to work around this and figure out how to use him in their team of superheroes. So how do you use this baby's random (laughs) powers? And it's just so, so funny. Um, Very well done. It's a Pixar movie, so there's no way it can be bad, but highly, highly, highly recommend Incredibles 2. It's just And it's a great action movie. There's some very intense cool action points that I was I would be happy to see in any other movie, and this just happened to be nice. an animated yeah. Pixar hilarious movie <laughs> that had very good action scenes. Yeah. Um, so Incredibles 2, highly recommend. I think I gave it 89% 89 89. Steve Nicholas avocados. Certified? certified Certified guacamole, guac, wow. Certified guac. Hot, go see it. It's <laughs> very funny. And even if even if you think the first one's better or not, this one is just in a Vacuum. Of yeah. A very good movie. Who cares if the first one's better? Who cares? This one's an 89. This is a very Cer- good movie. This one's movie. certified walk. You could watch this without seeing the first one. Yeah. You, All right. I mean, it's 14 years ago. Yeah. You better be able to see <laughs> this one without seeing the first one. So, yeah. uh, that's it. Incredibles 2. Highly recommend.
0: All righty. So, go see Incredibles 2. And that does it for episode number 106. Have you heard it here a second? So, I guess that's it. And we will see you guys next week for episode 107. Later,
1: Dave!